What are you doing? It's very cold today. It it is. <laughs> Why did you shout? Hello and welcome back to Percy and Beyond, a bookish odyssey, our book club podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Beth. And I've never read Percy Jackson before. And I have many, 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 many times. Quite a few times, haven't you? Lots. And so I'm reading it for the first time and going on this journey with everyone. Uh, What section did we read this week, Beth? This week we read chapters 17, 18 and 19. God, you're mean for cutting it off there. I mean, this is the climax of this book. Oh, sorry, we should probably say what book. We're reading Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. Riordan. Someone tell us how to pronounce his name or we could just Google it. Yes, so you're mean for making me stop after chapter 19 when it was all kicking off. And I was, I think you were in the room while I was going through chapter 19 and was like, <gasps> what? At one point you oh actually said, aha! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's interesting seeing where my theories might have paid off or not but we will get into it should we just dive straight into the section yeah what's chapter 17 called chapter 17 is called we shot for waterbeds my summary of this chapter was we're going to take a road trip percy goes for a late night swim and they meet a really keen salesman which is pretty bad because a regular salesman who talks to you when you're just perusing in a shop is bad enough or salesperson gender is irrelevant here Anyone who works in a shop who comes and talks to you whilst you're browsing. I know it's their job and they're probably being watched and stuff. But like, God, I hate it. Leave me in peace. <laughs> this might be the longest chapter summary you've done. <laughs> so it went from chapter summary into a rant. <laughs> I, the thing is, I feel bad for them because like... Oh God, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be my worst nightmare if I had a job and my boss was like, we need you to like just find find people who are minding their own business and and chat to them <laughs> but like everyone needs to earn some money right oh my God, you haven't stopped well talk to me about your notes <laughs> from this chapter you want to do my notes for this chapter yeah okay but it was so annabeth's idea is that how it starts yeah. oh uh, to get in a taxi right that was her idea yeah so yeah they they asked for a taxi to la it was annabeth's idea so you keep pointing out. They use their casino debit card and the taxi driver calls Annabeth your highness. And she likes that. Mm, she likes that a lot. Well, the m- machine on the cab shows infinity dollars. Yeah. Next to her credit card. So he's like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Percy tries to remember his dream and what it was the servant called the other person, but he struggles. Doesn't remember the voice either, does he? Annabeth is being like really helpful. You know that friend that's really helpful that keeps suggesting stuff when you're trying to remember something and it's not the right thing mm. and they're not actually helpful at all? She's like, was it the silent one? What about the rich one? Uh, or maybe the the fiery one? The bad man downstairs? The Anyway, she was suggesting nicknames for Hades. Not quite right. Weird. Grover helpfully says, the throne room does sound like Hades. Percy is not sure. He says it didn't sound like a god's voice. Mm. Mm. Do my best poker face when oh, you right. say things like this. That's why oh, I gosh. sound really disinterested. You're going to struggle by the time I get to chapter 19. I'm just going to lift my book up. Not for the whole podcast. Yeah. Annabeth works out Hades' servant failed to get the bolt and that Hades probably thinks Percy is coming to blackmail him for his mother. Annabeth has an idea what's in the pit in the dream, but doesn't want to say. Mm. This will become a recurring theme in this section. A frustrating one, might I point out, where Annabeth is just withholding information. Grr. Mm. I'm very careful what I say because I know you like her. No, you can say what you think. It just frustrated me. I was just like, just say, just be like, well, it's probably not this, but I think it's actually, you know, anyway. There's reasons behind it. Yeah, well, gods work in mysterious ways. Percy gets the feeling he's missing something obvious with this whole thing, but he thinks it's not confronting Hades. It's something more dangerous. He's aware that if they're wrong, they won't have time to correct themselves because they are barreling towards LA and they have, well, what, one day left now? Mm-hmm. Annabeth tries to reassure that they're doing the right thing, so <laughs> I guess let's hope they are. I like... She tries to boost morale yeah. by suggesting ways to get into hell. Oh, I hadn't thought of it in those terms. Mm. That's quite amusing. Yeah. So they get to Santa Monica Beach at sunset. Bye, Percy, 
to spend some time for staring out of the ocean and marvelling at the wonder of it all. Mm. How amazing it is that one god could control all of this and how that could be his dad and how awesome that makes him. And before he knows it, he's wading into the sea. Mm. He walks in up to his chest. Annabeth's like, um, you know, you know that water's full of sewage and stuff. It's really polluted. <laughs> that's dirty water. There are all kinds of toxic. And that's the last thing he hears because he puts his head under at that point. Yeah. Nice. Uh, he can breathe again and he can walk along the seafloor. A Mako shark nuzzles him. Those things are big. Have you seen those sharks? I thought, I think, I don't know if I sent you, I saw a TikTok a little while ago about some guys found a shark stranded on a beach. Oh, yeah. And they set it back in yeah. to the sea because they're mad. And everyone in the comments thinks it's a great white, but that's a Mako shark. That's what this shark is. They're huge. Yowza. It carries him into the ocean to a chasm. Lots of chasms in this part of the story, aren't Oh, there? sounds horrendous. That's like a big gut-dropping fear. You like... don't like deep sea stuff, do you? I don't know why. I really used to. I never used to care about the ocean and I used to like swim out in it and not give it a second thought but now I'm really scared of like what's down there and like the idea of there just being a cliff face or like a ledge and then a void into nothing it's just completely terrifying and horrible well there's this thing the majority of the ocean I can't remember the numbers so I don't want to claim to be an expert is in the region below where light can reach Mm. so it's completely dark Mm. (laughs) and there's the, is it called the square cube law? Which is basically the rule about volume and masses, which puts a limit on how large animals can grow. Or like elephants, for example. You can't really get bigger land mammals than that because they just crush in on their own weight. Right. Uh, that rule doesn't apply in the ocean because of the water and density and stuff. So what's down there? I'm not helping. Well... <laughs> It's fine because I was nervous anyway, so it's not like you made it worse. I'm just like, my, you know, my brain works over time filling in the gaps anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, so he's 150 feet down, approx. Uh, not that he was counting. <laughs> and isn't hurt by the pressure. Uh, Percy wonders if there is a limit to how deep he can go. Mm. What do you reckon? Nah. You reckon he can just... Yeah. The ocean is his friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he sees a light and a woman's voice saying his name, and we've been here before. Yeah. Although, a little bit, something a little bit suspicious about this whole encounter, but we'll get there. Oh, okay. So she's riding a stallion-sized seahorse. Awesome. She's an Nereid, yeah. Um, and Nereid. her freshwater cousins are the Naeids. So the freshwater ones honour Lord Poseidon, but they don't serve in his court. Hmm. So they've written, then whose? Whose would that be? He says be? they have to serve in any court. They don't, they're not the beasts of any god. I don't know. The freshwater ones. Okay, But she does. Percy has memories of them watching him as a baby that all come flooding back to him. Yes, quite a few moments like that in this book where he's like, I remember. I remember all these weird, creepy things. I happened. don't know how I forgot before. All these people just watched me grow up. I thought this whole thing was strange. And then I remembered that Cyclops at school that mm. one time. Do not judge the Lord of the Sea too harshly, she says in response to Percy asking why his dad's never around. <laughs> Poseidon is apparently distracted by the threat of war and isn't allowed to help Percy directly or show favouritism. To his own, to his own child. Yeah, to his own child. They can work only indirectly. She brings a warning and a gift. Mm. I put all the eyes emojis here. It's like trick or treat. I was like, a gift? Trick and treat. A gift? Yeah, but she's the one who said a don't gift, trust the gifts. A gift as in do not trust the gifts. And then I was like, who was it that said do not trust <laughs> the gifts? Wasn't it her yeah. that said do not trust the gifts? <laughs> and then I was thinking, what kind of weird mind games are going on here? Because mm. why was she in the freshwater? Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe this is someone that looks like the other one because it's the saltwater, oh. freshwater thing. And the other one said don't trust the gifts. And now this one is saying, here's a gift. All seems a bit weird. Yeah. Also, it's just a strange thing to say to someone if you're about to give them a gift. <laughs> uh, anyway, she then name checks other people who've been to Hades and escaped. Oh, I like this bit. Orpheus, <laughs> as we know, Hercules, Houdini. Yeah. Houdini? She's Harry all Houdini. like, few mortals have ever done this and survived. It's... Orpheus, who had great musical skill. Hercules, who had great strength. Houdini, who could escape even the depths of Tartarus. Do you have these talents? The inference here is that Houdini is was such a good escapologist, he could escape even the great depths of Tartarus. Mm. Why I not? <laughs> Why not, William? Houdini. I just, it just keeps shocking me. There's a moment later as well, I'll bring it up. But it just keeps shocking me when I like it, these like drips of modern culture into mm-hmm. the Greek legends. But Houdini, 
is the third one who's been to hell and back. The oracles have foretold a great and terrible future for you should you survive to manhood. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. She tries to sell it as a good thing. I don't know why you would describe... <laughs> like, why would you tell someone that? <laughs> Poseidon would not have you die before your time. That seems good, I yeah. think. Although, also, like, he has a cunning plan for you. So, Percy gets given some pearls and told when he's in need he should smash one. And what happens then? Well, it would depend what he needs. Yeah. Remember... What belongs to the sea will always return to the sea. Mm. Mm. Percy says, what about the warning? A gift and a warning. And she says, go with what your heart tells you. <laughs> it's not really a warning. And that when he's in Hades' realm, he will never willingly let him leave. That's a warning, I guess. Yes. He will trick you if, you if he can, make you mistrust your own judgment. Yeah. And then Percy's basically calls her out and it's like what about the not to trust the gifts thing you said and she's like okay bye yeah goodbye listen to your heart goodbye yeah. goodbye <laughs> she pretends not to hear him again <laughs> so percy goes back up to shore and tells the other two annabeth gets overcome by her dark alter ego and says no gift comes without a price there is no such thing as a free lunch <laughs> yeah she does say that <laughs> um so they get on a bus and the bus driver's like you remind me of someone i saw on tv so funny so familiar mm. And Percy's like, oh yeah, no, I'm not, don't, I shouldn't really talk about this because I don't like the attention, but I'm actually a pretty big deal. I'm, I'm a stunt double in uh, Hollywood. And the bus driver's like, makes perfect sense. Mm. Stunt double, mm. obviously. Yeah. Not wanted teenager. Fugitive. Yeah. Troubled kid. So then they get off the bus at the next stop. Uh, they wander on foot looking for DOA recording studios, which we've learnt is the entrance to Hades. What's DOA? Uh, dead on arrival nice. I like that a lot and they have to hide from some cop cars a few times whilst doing that Percy sees none other than smelly Gabe being interviewed on TV by Barbara Walters Gabe's really milking this interview mm. my stepson took everything I care about my wife my Camaro <laughs> for God's sake Gabe uh, sure enough as I pointed out, that photo that was taken of them in the diner is now on TV. Mm-hmm. And Annabeth and Grover are in this one too. Wow, fame at last. Infamy. Percy, not keen on LA's vibes. No. He says it reminds him of Aries. Hmm. Which is interesting that I noted that down because I didn't pay much attention to it. I was just like, oh, interesting. I'm doing my thinking face. At that point, while he's thinking about Aries, some kids come at him with a knife. Well, they sort of trick him... He loses his street smarts a bit and someone yells at him from an alleyway and he stops. So Percy gets his sword out. Yeah, he brings He's a like sword to a knife fight. fight. You know, the sword which famously doesn't affect mortals. Mm. Swings it right at this guy because Percy's nothing if not committed. Yeah. <laughs> and it passes straight through him because he's mortal. Percy has a, a whole turn in this chapter. Anyway, they run. They go into a place called Corrupe Wadibaliba Babale, which Grover translates as Krusty's Waterbed Palace. Mm. They hide in there, and inside there's a huge bald guy with leathery skin. And he's like, oh yeah, people come in to hide from those kids all the time. Do you want to see my waterbeds? Mm. <laughs> Super creepy. He shows them the waterbeds. One of them has built-in lava lamps. Oh my god, it's just so gross. Why be? No, it's not. Groovy, baby. Do you remember when they were popular? In the, like, late 90s, I think it was. I, was I had a lava young. lamp. James had a lava lamp. Shout out to James. <laughs> <laughs> they're not cool. The idea it built into a bed, a water bed. So do you remember water beds? No. I, mean, they're... I actually don't. It's just cringe. I, I'm not a fan. And then it all gets a bit one chooses the wizard for a second. Because <laughs> he's like, no, this one's not quite right. And they, they go around. He's, like, trying to pick the perfect bed for them. Turns out that's not quite what's happening. But that was the vibe I got initially. Mm-hmm. Like, let's find your perfect bed. Yeah. And then Annabeth lies down on one. And ropes spring out and hold her to the bed. And then the same thing happens to Grover. It's all very dramatic. And it all turns very quickly. Mm. Turns out all the beds are six feet. And so he's got to make them fit. And he's very meticulous about measurements. So the ropes are there to stretch Annabeth and Grover so that they fit the bed. Yeah. The well, would, would you rather be too big or too small? Well, this is a note I have. I think I might be his perfect customer. Yeah, you are six foot, aren't exactly you? Exactly six foot. That's what he's looking for. I just mean Krusty need to hook up. We're going to hit the road, sell the beds, please <laughs> the masses. It's going to be great. I'd quite like a stretch on one of those. Not to, the, not to that point, but a good old back-cracking, stretchy machine would be really great 
to quote Krusty, maybe three extra inches on the spine. You might even live. How many extra inches <laughs> would I need? I'd need six. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Mm. It's half a foot. Anyway, he's Procrustes, is that right? Yeah. The giant who tried to kill Theseus on his way to Athens with over-hospitality. Good old Theseus, another son of Poseidon. Don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know a lot about Theseus other than the whole Minotaur thing. Mm. Labyrinth. It's very exciting. Good times. His dad was King Aegeus. No, you just said his dad was Poseidon. Now I'm doubting myself. Doesn't he throw himself into the sea with the black flags I or mean, something? yeah, that... Theseus is sometimes described as the son of Aegis for the Aegean, king of Athens, and sometimes as the son of the god Poseidon. Oh, it's both. Okay, good. Well, I mean, it's, fine. You it's know, like Jesus has two dads, right? Like, yeah, I mean, having two dads was probably pretty cool back then. It was only yeah. in the Victorian times when that became out of fashion, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know this story about Procrustes, or maybe I do... It's not a very well-known one. Rings about... No, but his, his journey back from that whole thing, isn't it? So it's Theseus trying to find... He's going to find his dad, the king. Oh. And he... So he leaves... He lives with his mum, and he leaves his town where he's been raised with his mum, and he's like, I'm going to go and make a hero of myself, and, and then my papa will be so proud of me and accept me into his new kingdom. So he goes and he finds... He, like... Instead of getting a ship, he walks across the land which is very dangerous and comes across all these things and he like invents wrestling and finds Procrustes and a bunch of other things. He does his, uh, he has like a fun little sort of walking road trip. Okay, cool. Percy clocks this story. Mm. Yeah, he knows it. uses his smarts about this a bit and starts flattering the guy. And oh, he loves that. Oh, he does. He loves a bit of flattery. Aww. Um, his customers are never six feet exactly. So rude. Oh, hate that. Percy's like, yeah, that must be the worst. It is the worst. It's like they are the worst, actually. I'm <laughs> glad someone finally understands me. Yeah. We then find out that if the customers are too long, too tall, Percy asks that, he's got an axe hmm. to chop a bit off. The ropes are really starting to stretch the other two now. Mm. Percy then manages to, in a classic Greek mythology turn, trick Krusty into getting onto one of the mattresses to show off one of the features or something. Brilliant. And traps him with his own ropes. Then he gets rip tied out and is like, a few simple adjustments. Smiley <laughs> face. And I was like, yikes. Yeah. Percy getting dark now. Yeah, yeah. And Krusty, panicked at this moment, goes, and I think above and beyond here, but offers Percy 30% off selected floor models with no money down and no interest for six months. And if Percy didn't stop and consider that, he's a fool. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you just don't get deals like that in today's climate. I do think a waterbed would go really well in... Poseidon cabin. <laughs> yeah. Poseidon cabin. Very good. No, but can you imagine Percy like sleep controlling it by accident? And How fun would that exploding be? Exploding his bed. No, he'd just take himself for a little like wavy roller coaster in his sleep. Percy doesn't go for Krusty in the end, but cuts the other ropes. They just make us think he's going to do something nasty to Krusty. Oh no, he definitely. Oh, he definitely does. does. Oh. I swung the sword. Krusty stopped making offers. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's pretty dark. Crusty gone. Yeah, but he's a monster. Yeah, but... Percy acknowledges that if he was mortal, the blade wouldn't hurt him. And if he was a monster, he could stand to be yeah, dust for a little like, while. That's the morality. It's like, what makes him any better than Crusty? Anyway. That's not what we're here monsters, to discuss. Monster's bad, I guess. He sees an ad for uh, Hermes delivery service at Crusty's desk. I'm just going to pass right on over that. I was like, huh, that's amusing. A god thing, Hermes delivery... Oh. And then much later, we're going to come back to that because it might be more significant than we originally thought. And a sort of like Monsters Yellow Pages compendium thing. <laughs> and a flyer for DOA Studios with an address on it, which is also offering commissions for Heroes Souls. Wow. Turns out they're only a block away. Isn't that convenient? That's all my notes for chapter 17. I wrote down that I thought it was funny that Annabeth was like, be faster next time. Percy freed them from the other beds. And he said, haha, you look taller. And Annabeth oh, yeah. was like, very funny, be faster next time. Just enjoyed that. Chapter 18. What's chapter 18 called? Chapter 18 is called Annabeth Does Obedience School. Oh my god, I love this so much. My chapter summary is the trio go to hell and play with a dog, which sounds awesome. It's just brilliant, this bit. So, I'm just really loving these later chapters of this book, by the way. I'm, I'm, this is great. So they're at DOA Recording Studios. It says, no solicitors, no loitering, no living. Mm casual what happens if the plan doesn't work don't think negative they're both trying to reassure percy because he's worried and he feels really grateful for annabeth and grover which is like a sweet yeah. moment percy couldn't focus on any of the people inside 
because they look transparent when he does. He can only see them out of the corner of his eyes. I think that's a really cool... It's like, interesting. You can imagine it, can't you? Yeah. It's in your peripheral vision, then you go to look and they're not there. It's a really cool way to yeah. explain the dead. the dead thing or like visualise ghosts or spirits or whatever. And then I think I have all my thoughts out loud here. I'm like, the guy behind the desk is named Chiron. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, the ferryman. Oh, it's it's Charon. 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 And then I was like, Karen? No, Karen. Charon. They're like, we'd like to go to the underworld, please. Yeah. And he thinks this is great. Yeah. He's pleased that they're just straightforward. The quote I've got is, no screaming. No, there must be a mistake, Mr. Karen. Uh, so how did you die? Oh, we all drowned in... We all drowned. <laughs> Grover says they all three of them drowned in the bathtub. And Karen's like, Impressive. in the same bathtub? That must have been a big bathtub. Good lord. Yeah, he's impressed. Yeah. They produce uh, some drachmas for him, and we're getting a sense he might be a bit greedy. Yeah, well, at this point, he gets a bit sus, doesn't he? Then he gets suspicious and works out that they're not dead and mm. that Percy is what he refers to as a godling. Yeah. He says to Percy, Hey, you couldn't read my name correctly. You dyslexic, lad. <laughs> Percy goes, No, I'm dead. <laughs> but he doesn't believe him. Yeah, he tells, them, he tells them to leave while they can. First, he snatches the coins away from him then, saying, no service, no tip. <gasps> now, Karen, our Karen here, really likes money. Oh, he's got a bit pissed off about this, hasn't money. he? He's also just quite bitter about his job in general and yeah. hasn't had a pay rise for 3,000 years. And, to be honest, fair play. Maybe he should go on strike. Collective action. Get a union. Go, yeah. go in. Problem is, I think he's the only one who does his job. Yeah. Tricky. Percy is then just stacking up the coins in front of him until he wins him over yeah a lovely case of simple bribery it works just love it so they get into an elevator down and the spirits the rest of them that aren't in the elevator if i've understood this correctly just wait in the lobby until karen feels generous yeah or until they can pay the fee how are they going to get money just sitting around in the lobby i don't know maybe they will come into an inheritance or something (laughs) or while they're dead you never look financial systems are very strange we don't know what goes on that's true uh the elevator then starts going forward instead of down and it just gets a bit weird <laughs> and all their clothes turn into dark robes and then Karen suddenly turns into the creature from the legend that we all know with his black eye sockets and translucent skin and suddenly they're in a barge across the river Styx. He's the Grim Reaper. Ba- basically, is mm. the Greek's version, right? Karen complains about how polluted the river Styx is with everyone's wishes and hopes and dreams. No, I hate that. It's just the worst. Percy starts to panic. Uh, probably quite rightly yeah. like this all happened quite quickly what on earth are we doing Annabeth grabs his hand hmm. their second tape's no better than their first no I know <laughs> <laughs> there's a howl old three face is hungry bad luck for you godlings old three face I feel bad for this dog poor old three face I'd wish you luck but there isn't any down here remember to ask about my pay raise yeah. Karen says to them as they get off the boat there's a big sign that says you are now entering Erebus Hmm. There's so many different names for places and we'll get into more of them, but I hadn't quite realised that they were all a Greek mythology thing. I think I yeah. paired them all up in different places like Elysium and yeah. It's cool, um, isn't it? Erebus, fine. Cerberus, which is different to Erebus, hmm. is nowhere to be seen. Weird. There's two Qs. Uh, there's a fast one that says easy death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spelt E-Z. E-Z, like the letters. And the other one, the other line is crawling. Annabeth says the fast line must go straight to Asphodel. Mm-hmm. And that's for people who don't want to risk judgment from the courts. Mm. So this is quite fun. So you could either go on the easy death line, go straight to Asphodel, which as far as I can make out is just like a field which you stand in forever. Yeah, sounds and, great. Or you could take your chance yeah. with the judges and maybe you'll go to Elysium and maybe it will be much, much worse than yeah. that. Yeah. Or maybe you'd go to Asphodel anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you've waited in the line for a long time. This is another of those moments... Like we just flagged earlier with Houdini. Yeah. The judges are people like King Minos, Thomas Jefferson, um, who, well, we know. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Shakespeare. Well, slave trader, right? Oh. Um, Shakespeare. What did Shakespeare do wrong exactly? <laughs> to end up as one of the like gatekeepers of hell basically what else is he gonna do when he dies it's a revered position i I guess so so they sometimes decide to reward people with the fields of elysium Mm. 
Uh, they sometimes punish people, but mostly, like you say, people go to Asphodel and just stand around forever. They, I, can't, I quite like this bit, they see a televangelist getting special punishment. Percy realises, with horror, that they're in Mrs. Dodds's lands now. <laughs> and the stories come full circle. Mm. The howling is really loud now, and they see an enormous shadowy monster. My next note is, he's a Rottweiler. He's a Rottweiler. Cerberus. Percy apparently had always imagined him as a Mastiff, and... So, I googled both of these because not like the hottest on dog breeds, but I was like fairly convinced what both of those looked like. And honestly, I I agree with Percy that I had imagined Cerberus as a Mastiff. But having looked at the pictures, I don't think they're that different, the faces of the two breeds. Mastiff looks like uh, Fluffy, the three-headed dog from Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, I can sort of see Cerberus more as a Rottweiler, actually. They're pretty similar, I think. Yeah, Rottweilers are just a bit less floppy in the face, I think. Yeah, that's fair. So, Cerberus is twice the size of a woolly mammoth, mostly invisible, and has three heads. I can't wait to see this whole thing in the show, by the way. Like, Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. The underworld. Oh, no, but this, this whole bit as well. It's just going to be great. They start to see him more clearly as they're getting closer to being dead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> something we find out. And of course, it being an animal, Grover can understand it. Yay! Him, I should probably say. And he's being rude. He's said, mm. he said something very rude, actually, it sounds like. Grover can't even translate it. <laughs> Percy, amazingly, just love this, tries to play fetch with Cerberus. Cerberus is unimpressed. Yeah. And starts growling. And uh, Grover translates this as saying they have ten seconds to pray to the god of their choice and that he's hungry. Mm. Annabeth thinks Percy's stick that he tried to play fetch with, not good enough to do the job. She gets out her Waterland mm. red rubber ball. Hold on. Please stand by as Will does the thinking face. Can you remind me of this thinking moment towards the end of this episode? Okay. She gets a red rubber ball out, which she got from that water park they were in, when they were rescuing Ares' shield. And she tells Severus to sit for the ball. Sit for the ball. And it works, because secretly Cerberus is a good boy. (laughs) Good boy. He catches the ball with his middle mouth, and then all the heads fight over it for a bit, which is funny. And then drop it, and he does. Good boy. She tells him to go quickly down the easy death line. Stay. If you want the ball, stay. (laughs) Grover and Percy go through and leave Annabeth with Cerberus. They're a bit worried about her, though. Uh, The left mouth grabs the ball this time. And the three heads fight again. And while they're doing that, Annabeth walks through as well. They're all like, how did you do that? And we find out that when she was little, Annabeth went to obedience school with her Doberman. She gets a bit emo about it, doesn't she? Well, yeah. And also because Cerberus is now sad that both the yeah. toy is broken and his new friend is leaving. She says she'll bring him another ball soon. And then it's all like, unauthorised possessions, magic detectives. <laughs> while they're going through security. And obviously I didn't blink at this because... Um, I thought about the shoes and the hat and the sword, but I suppose this could be something else. Anyway. Lots of magic. Even monsters need a little attention once in a while. Hmm. Annabeth is sad for Cerberus. Those were all my notes. Yeah, that's basically it as well from me. Reading back over that though. Ooh, I've got some thoughts now. <laughs> it's fun going back over it, isn't it, when you know things? Yeah. Right, chapter 19. We find out the truth, sort of. <laughs> All the revelations in this chapter. (laughs) And not enough of them, may I say. And also, it ends in a really unsatisfying way. You're not bitter though, are you? I need to finish the book now. It needs to resolve everything. (laughs) Somehow answer far too many questions that I have in about three chapters. So It's going to be fine. My chapter summary is, Grover gets goat-napped by his shoes. Goat-napped. Percy's bag births the Master Bolt. (gasps) And he fails to save what matters most in the end. Maybe. Well... We'll see. We'll get there. We will see. They cross into the fields of Asphodel. And as we pointed out, there are literally millions of whispering people just standing around. It's very creepy. There are black trees, stalactites hanging from the enormously high ceiling, some of which had fallen and impaled on the black grass, which isn't threatening at all. Mm. The dead sort of come up to them sometimes, and then once they realise you can't understand them, they just sort of frown, move away. Yeah. And they see a huge lava wasteland in the distance. And Percy spots different torture areas separated out one of which is just being forced to listen to opera music. <laughs> Guess people have different tastes. Yeah. He also spots Sisyphus pushing his, pushing his boulder up a hill. Good old Sisyphus. You always know where he is. Yeah. So reliable. <laughs> yeah. And there's a gated neighbourhood with houses from every period of history. I thought you'd like this image, oh. which is Elysium. Yeah. Just a perfect little town. Everyone's happy. Everyone's good. Everyone's nice. Good one for the history nerds. Yeah. 
you'd probably be in the Georgian area of well, it, wouldn't you? It depends if you're forced to live in the house that equates to your time period. If you've got into Elysium, you're probably free to choose, right? Yeah. I've written, this is all more complicated than I imagined. Didn't realise it was all Greek. I sort of thought Elysium might be like a Norse thing, but then I realised that's Valhalla. Yeah. But then there's a there's like the halls of... Oh, I can't remember. Anyway. They're the same thing. If you're thinking of like the halls of Odin um, or Odin's halls. Yeah, I just didn't quite realise that the Greek... I guess there's lots of different stories and they don't all necessarily overlap. So yeah. it's become into this big afterlife thing. There's a glittering blue lake in the middle of the valley. The Isle of the Blessed, it's called. And mm. you have to choose to be reborn three times. I didn't know they did rebirth in Greek, but there we go. Mm. And make Elysium on each occasion, which yeah. I like that. That's like max level awesomeness. Yeah. So if you were really, really bad, then you go to the fields of punishment. Yeah. Unless you're a monster, then you'll probably go to Tartarus. Tartarus, yeah. If you just sort of lived, you'll go to the fields of Asphodel. Yeah. And if you did a good job, you can go to Elysium. Yeah. And if you go to Elysium three times, then you've like peaked and you can... But I guess you're taking a gamble place. each time, aren't well, you? Well, yeah. Because you to be reborn and not staying in Elysium. And you don't know what sort of situation yeah. life will throw you in. And and the whole place is Erebus? I That's what I or think. H- Hades, Hades, I thought was the name of the place as well as the it guy. It is, yeah. So, so it's, Hades it's is like a synonym for hell or the underworld. Yeah. You can go to Hades. Yeah. I think Erebus is the same. I'm okay. not completely sure. Should it I made me it think of the mountain in The Hobbit, but I've realised that's Erebor. <laughs> <laughs> Erebus is the god of a dark region of the underworld and the personification of darkness. He is one of the primordial beings, the son of chaos. I wondered if it was this. Okay, so he's like the level up. And husband of Nyx, who is the personification of night. Yeah. Okay. So he's like a minor god. Oh, he's not like up there with the like... He's not an Olympian. Uranuses and... Gaia's uh, and Kronos's, that's how I Yes, that. yeah, so prim- yeah, primordial in that way, but not like one of the majors. Okay, cool. But there are loads. Percy is contemplative about how few people there are in Elysium. Yeah, sad times. There's a sort of metaphor it's in there about a... religion or something, yeah. I think. Uh, they come upon a dark obsidian palace and see the Furies circling it. It's interesting, where is this palace then, do we think, of all these different places? Just Hades Palace is just in the middle. Not in any of them, but like it's like separate yeah. again. Okay. Underworld's a big place. It's quite foreboding. Obviously, yeah, the Furies or the kindly ones, as we're supposed to call them, are circling it. Grover takes one look at that and is like, "Hey guys, maybe we should search Elysium first. Maybe, mm. maybe it's, that's where we." <laughs> and then he just flies off. He's like, not waiting to hear an answer. Grover's shoes start flying by themselves. Yeah. His shoes drag him away from the palace and down some side tunnel. The other two chase him. You're going the wrong way! The tunnel then widens into a huge cavern with a massive chasm in the middle, which looks very familiar. We love a void in this podcast. It's the place from Percy's dream! (gasps) What? Wasn't expecting this, actually. Grover then hits a rock and his left shoe flies off, which then means he manages to keep hold onto one of the rocks and not get dragged in. Thank God he's got hoops. Uh, the other shoe then flies off and <laughs> kicks everyone in the head before flying off grumpily to find its friend. Yes. Percy hears a deep whisper in the darkness. An evil voice. We find out that this pit is the entrance to Tartarus. Oh God. And in coming out of the pit, this whispering voice, Percy hears ancient words which he think are older than Greek. So this is definitely a hint that there's something primordial or, or, or titanic <laughs> here i think you know I, I had a theory a couple of episodes ago that maybe this was all chronos pulling the strings or, or someone like that and i think this reinforces that although i'm not quite sure why they'd be working directly with there's a lot of questions here and a lot of setup and i i'm skeptical but hopeful but we'll be impressed if they manage to tie this all together in the next three chapters but we'll see <laughs> i reckon that will leave some questions it is a series isn't it yeah there's four more books after this in this series. <laughs> so they start back out the tunnel and they get out just in time as all the air gets sucked into the pit and they nearly get dragged in too. Have you ever played Super Smash Bros as Kirby and then you can do that thing where you like yeah. and like suck everybody in and then if you spit them out you're wearing their hat. Yeah. That's all I used to do when I played. I didn't try to fight. <laughs> I was just Kirby trying to suck people in and annoy them and then I would fly up to the top and be like you can't get me I've got your hat. <laughs> Amazing. Something isn't happy that they got away. Annabeth, once again, knows something. She knows what's up. There's something she's not telling anyone about what's down there. But yeah, she doesn't want to share. 
But, and a, and a quote, whatever was in that pit was nobody's pet. It was unspeakably old and powerful. So Percy says, after all of that scary nonsense, he's almost glad to be heading to the Palace of Hades. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yeah, almost is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Yeah. Also, weird, he keeps noticing his backpack's just getting heavier. God, he's just gets, he's just getting so weak. He needs to keep going to the gym. Weird. He's let this quest get in the way of his arm day or yeah, back day back or whatever day, you need. Whatever that is. It's weird that it's getting heavier rather than... Yeah. It was, like, heavy. I'm not quite sure. I'm, yeah, I've got questions. I'm not... Yeah. The gates are to the palace are engraved with scenes of death. We see something that we assume is Hiroshima mm. or Nagasaki, the Holocaust, famines, which Percy thinks are actually so old that they are prophecies that have come true, which is a depressing thought. Mm. Medusa's garden statues are here. There's an orchard of pomegranate trees, which we work out is the Garden of Persephone. They managed to stop Grover eating one of them. Classic Grover. What's he sake. like? <laughs> He's such a liability sometimes. <laughs> and they head on in. Every side doorway is guarded by a skeleton in different military gear. Grover says, I bet Hades doesn't have problems with door-to-door salesmen. Classic zinger from my bro Grow. My bro Grow, yeah. Um, Good one, Grover. <laughs> The throne room is just like in Percy's dream, but Hades is sitting on the throne. Uh, Hades' aura makes Percy feel like he should be his leader. Mm. He should like immediately be subservient to this guy. He's very intense and mesmerising and charismatic. Hades says that Percy is brave to have come mm. after what he did. Also, Persephone's not there, which is a bit of bad luck, because it's summer. Yeah, she's with her mama. She apparently famously good at calming Hades down. Not this time. Percy tells Hades a war would be bad and pleads that he return Zeus's bolt. Hades gets pretty mad at this and is like, you dare keep up this pretense after what you have done. Percy's like, what is it I'm supposed to have done? Hades doesn't like that at all. Mm. Hundreds of skeletal soldiers then surround them. Hades is like, do you think I want war? And then goes in this long rant about how he doesn't need any more subjects. Everyone's like, oh, war would be good for you because you could make your army bigger. And he's like, do you know how many people I have to deal with? Yeah. Do you think my job is easy, man? <laughs> the stuff I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, the kingdom is so swollen. He's really grumpy about it. Um, to be fair, it does seem like a handful, yeah. his job. And then Percy's and like... He's had to hire more staff and pay them more. And now his expenses are through the roof. And then Percy, who's just the dumbest person in the world, decides this is a good time to mention that Karen wants a pay rise. <laughs> and Hades is like, don't even get me started on that guy. <laughs> he's, what was the quote? He's been impossible ever since he discovered Italian suits. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, I did not ask for this war. And then Percy's like, but you took Zeus's master bolt. And he's like, lies. Liar! Your father may fool Zeus, boy, but I am not so stupid. I see his plan. His plan? Uh, Hades basically says that Percy was the thief on Winter Solstice and that Poseidon kept him a secret and directed him to the throne room on Olympus where he took Zeus's master bolt and Hades's helm. <gasps> and then I was like, <gasps> you know, the emoji with the O face. Is that when you said, aha, you were reading it? Well, yes, the, my brain started working at 300 miles an hour trying to fill in gaps at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I didn't even consider this, but the second object of the once both objects have been delivered to me, yeah. was the helm, because that just makes sense. Also makes me wonder what uh, Poseidon's object is. If it's they have one. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Where's Hades' helm? No one's asking this. We find out why no one's asking this in a minute, but yeah, where is it? Also, where... where remind me, where did Annabeth get that hat from? Where did Annabeth get that hat where from? Where did she get that hat from? <gasps> have we talked about what Hades is wearing? Uh, n- uh, no, do you want to sidetrack before I just yeah. <laughs> keep on this barrel load of information it was before this which is why I'm cutting yeah. in because I'm going to forget otherwise <laughs> shadowy faces appeared in the folds of his black robes oh, yeah. faces of torment as if the garnet- garment was stitched of the trapped souls from the fields of punishment trying to get out the ADHD part of me wandered off task whether yeah. the rest of his clothes were made the same way what horrible things would you have to have done in your life to get woven into Hades underwear I enjoyed that bit it's just a, like a random side thought yeah also, just Hades is wearing people as clothes. It's it's Ugh. very like what's Peter Kay's monster in Doctor Who? They absorb a lot. That's that's what I picture, <laughs> but like shadowier. I just want Hades to be like really sassy and like oozing with charisma, and yeah, he wears people. Hades is very grumpy about his helm and wants to expose Percy and have it back. Annabeth is like, 
your helm of darkness is missing too. And like, I'm instantly sus that she decided to pipe up at this moment. And so is Hades. He's like, do not play innocent with me, girl. And then I've just put, I don't know who to trust. And this emoji. <laughs> I don't know how to describe shocked it. Shocked face with hands on the, like the scream emoji. Like yeah. The scream painting um. by Edvard Munch. <laughs> Hades is clearly resentful about his position among the gods because he didn't mention the helm's disappearance because he didn't expect anyone to care or offer him any help. Poor Hades. It's a bit sad. It's sad. Um, Families are hard. Hades thinks that the three of them have come to him to deliver a threat and say that that's why he didn't try to stop them. They're all like, you didn't try to stop us? (laughs) You think this was easy? We did all this ourselves. (laughs) None of this was you. Because he wants his helm back. Uh, He says if they don't return his helm, he will... He literally threatens to stop death, mm. reopen the gates, and let all the dead back out into the world, see how they like that. Yeah. Percy is angry about this. Oh, Percy's always angry. It's his thing, isn't it? Really... Trademark. Well, Trademark Percy angst. Lots of people... He's not even near Aries at the moment. There's no excuse. Lots of people keep accusing him of things he's not done, and to be honest, I'd be annoyed too. It's a classic hero complex, isn't it? Uh, you're as bad as Zeus, he says. Hades... Only sent the Furies after Percy, not the other monsters, which I think we'd sort of guessed at. There were a few, like, for example, with the... Echidna. Echidna and the Chimera. She's sort of alluded that Zeus had sent her. He wanted Percy, Hades this is, wanted Percy brought before him alive. Percy is adamant that he doesn't have the bolt. Hades is like, fine, open your bag up then. What's, what's in the bag, Percy? <laughs> what's in there? Percy's like, Percy's oh like, God! Well, he's like, yeah, I'll open the bag. And then he's like, oh, God, what? hang on, actually, yeah, it's quite heavy. Oh, God, wouldn't it just be the worst if, like, for some somehow, yeah. some reason it's in there? It's like when you're walking through airport security and you know you haven't got a bomb in your bag, but <laughs> yeah. you're suddenly really nervous that you've got something, like, when you put it through the x-ray machine, you're like, oh, my God, did I pack my cocaine this time? <laughs> you've never done a drug in your life. Spoiler, the bolt's in his bag. What? How did it get in there? How? Like, what? I, 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 I'm a bit lost on this. I mean, it must be some kind of magic. Right, because it's not... He notices his bag getting heavier. Either it was in there and only materialised because he's near Hades or some force while he's there has put it in there, which could be related to the thing in the pit or the suggestion we get later in this chapter is that it's something else. And I'm, yeah, I'm a bit confused, but we'll get there. Hades is like, Ugh. well, I didn't want the bolt, but as it's here, I'll, you know, I'll have it. You will give it to I'll me I'll take now. it off your hands. Yeah. You will yield it to me now. Percy's like, I've been played. And so so have Zeus, Poseidon and Hades. We've all been played. We're all part pawns in a larger game. Oh my God. Setting up a, a whole book series. He got the backpack from, and I'm not sure, but wasn't, wasn't it Ares? Because that's not something I expected. Because like, if, if, if the suggestion is Ares is pulling the strings behind all the things here, then... The God of War. Yeah, fine. And Ares did fess up to making up the story yeah. about the bolt. But Ares didn't seem like, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed, let's say. I feel like this is a few levels above his. But maybe not. Damn, I can't believe that you're out here just, like, actively disrespecting Ares right now. <laughs> I don't know. He got them to go and get his shield. It's a bit weird that he drew attention to himself like that for the heroes to go and get his shields and the whole camera thing. Like, it just something doesn't quite add up for me. But... If it was Ares, and he sent them to the water park, and Annabeth pulls out a ball that she's been keeping quietly, which she got at the water park, and that would be a convenient plant to have to deal with Cerberus later on, and someone's going to betray Percy. I don't know, it's just interesting, it's just interesting. That was the thought I had earlier in the episode. I'm doing a poker face! (laughs) He tries desperately to tell Hades it was all a mistake. Mrs. Dodd flicks her whip at him. (laughs) She's had enough. (laughs) Hades says the real reason Percy came with the bolt was to bargain for his mum, who then appears. Busted! And I I was like, oh dear. Because I knew that Percy now immediately is going to lose focus on this conversation. Yeah. He did pretty well up to this point. Mm, Percy. We'll discuss that. Oh, okay. I'm not convinced. Hades took her because he knew that Percy would come. 
Percy starts thinking about the pearls. He's like, oh, I could get it with the pearls. And then Hades is like, ah, oh, the pearls. Ah, oh, the pearls. <laughs> Can you just read his mind or is Percy that predictable? I don't know. Close. And then I just put Percy, Percy, Percy. <laughs> Hades says each of the pearls only protects a single person. Try to save your mother and which of your friends will you leave behind with me? Oh, Ooh. oh, this gets a bit. Mm. Mm. Go on, choose or give me the backpack and accept my terms. And then both of his friends are like, you should sacrifice me. Grover says that he can't give him the bolt and he should leave him there and get his mum. Annabeth is like, no, it should be me. And it's all so sweet and sad and emotional. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Grover's and- like, I'll just turn into a flower anyway. He can't have my soul. We don't die the same way as humans die. Oh. And Annabeth is just like, I've been cooped up in that camp since I was seven. And I'm, God damn it, I'm going to kill a monster if I die trying. Percy's like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. And he realises that these friends would never betray him. Never, ever, ever. Hmm. Percy gives each of them a pearl and wants to sacrifice himself to save his mother. But then he realises his mother will be disappointed in him if he does this. And he has to get the bolt back to Zeus and persuade him of the truth. Which, not going to lie, I'm not convinced is the best plan. Because I think Percy could have done a much better job of persuading Hades about this whole thing. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't really make much of an effort to say, hey, no, this is what I think's going on. Mm. He's all like, oh, what? No, I shouldn't have this. <laughs> That's a simple explanation. <laughs> oh, my mum? What? Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not think... entirely convinced with Percy's plan mm. here. I do think that he sort of reads the room correctly and that, like, Hades holds all the power. Yeah. And is an immortal god. Mm-hmm. And Percy's just rocked up and has in his hands... The Master Bolt, Zeus's main weapon, massively powerful, incredibly dangerous. Hades is like, that's mine now. And time is ticking, you know? But there's a suggestion that Percy clocks that Ares gave him this bag. Yeah. And so he could just... Vol- he could tell Hades, who is pretty pivotal in not having this war happen. Mm. He could just tell him everything he's thinking and his worries. Or keep them to himself. Yeah, I just don't know if Hades would care. I feel like... like well, Hades has said he doesn't want war. No, but like I just sort of get the impression that Percy reads the room correctly and the gods are very flawed and they are all in it for themselves. Where Hades is seen like, this is an opportunity for me. Percy's like, oh God, okay, right. Decisions have to be made right now. There's no talking your way out of this one. This is, you know, it's either give yield or run. And I have to decide right now because also the world is about to end above us. It is the summer solstice today. We've spent all day walking around. You know, what are they going to go back up to? Yeah, it's just, I, I, yeah, fine. I'm just not given a lot of confidence that if he had a similar experience with Zeus, I have no reason to believe it would go any better. Mm. We'll find out, perhaps. You will fail to save what matters most in the end. So mm. this is alluding to this being him not saving his mother this time, although he tells his mum he'll be back. It's very emotional. Yeah. But that suggests suggests it's not the end yet, you know. He says to Hades, he'll find his helm. Hades is all like, oh, do not defy me. And he's like, remember, Karen's pay rise. Oh, and try to play with Cerberus more. <laughs> yeah. It's been like earlier when the, yeah, Neod or whatever it was. It's floating no, off. Yeah. Yeah, they smash the pearls. The army runs towards them, but the pearls engulf them in bubbles and they sort of float up through the ceiling. Time to bounce. What belongs to the sea will always return to the sea. Whoosh, whoosh. And they explode onto LA's bay and they knock a surfer off his board and they sort of shoo a shark away. He starts screaming about bad mushrooms, the surfer this is, which is funny. And they realise it's the summer solstice. And also LA's on fire, which... Isn't that unusual, but... It makes sense that, like, Hades... Hades having a rage yeah, in his downstairs basement. Cause a bit of an earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Percy's now in a race to get the bolt back to Olympus, and he needs to have some serious words with Ares. So I've also written that, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't have called Ares being the puppet master. What that does suggest is that the hellhound mm-hmm. and the agent inside the camp could have been Clarice, right? Because of the Ares link. Yeah, that's a fair link to Which... make. Isn't which is the one I thought was kind of too obvious because I, I started going down this Luke rabbit hole, and my only thought about Luke, and the only thing that keeps that a little bit alive for me, other than that voice in the dream being very familiar, is that Hermes poster that Krusty had. What Hermes delivery service? Yeah, why was that all in the same place as like the? Yeah. Do you um, not just think it's yeah, no, the it could be. delivery service that the gods use? It could be, or it just could be like a little, just a little nod. 
I don't know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Easter eggs everywhere, little uh, clues. And that is all my notes, and I really want to go and read the next section now. <laughs> yeah, and it's a shame because we're busy now, aren't we? Um, so you'll have to wait. Oh. Yes, and you've got anything else? No, they were all my notes. It's very exciting. It's just about to get juicy. I think there's sort of two tiers of things going on, maybe. I can't quite piece it together. It's very exciting that there are three chapters left and you still haven't got it. Well, I'm just worried that I'm going to be disappointed because I feel like it's setting up for one thing but suggesting it's something bigger. So maybe that's... There's a worry that it's not going to get resolved at the end of this book. <laughs> I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Okay. From what I can remember. That's exciting to hear. So next time... Yes, what are we reading next time? We're going to finish the book. We're going to finish Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Yep. I'm so excited. Chapters 20, 21 and 22. Cool. And we'll go through... I guess it might be a little bit of a longer episode because I suppose we'll go through those three chapters and then maybe discuss the book as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm really excited. Me too. I've really enjoyed this. This is picked up. I'm excited. I'm excited to do more. I do want to watch the film that everyone hates at some point and do an episode on that because I think that'll be fun. And we will work out what to do for the Disney Plus series when it comes out, but I think we should do some episodes on that. Yeah. And I'm excited to start book two, but we'll we'll get through the next episode first. I'm really excited for you to finish this book because lots of new trailers and like sneakily filmed clips of the show have been like leaked slash posted on the internet from um, the Comic-Con that just happened in New York. Oh, and, yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited and I can't share any of it with you yet because you still haven't seen it all and I just don't want you to like see something that accidentally ruins it when we're so close. So once I finish this book, I'm allowed to watch the trailer? Yeah, because it's only for the first... Oh. The first season is for the first book. I'm excited now. Yeah, it's okay. going to be so good. Cool. Right, well, thank you for joining us on our book in Odyssey. Yes. You can email us at percyandbeyond at gmail.com if you want to have a talk or a chat. Yeah, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Tell us if you're reading along with us with the book series and your thoughts. Any surprises you had at this point in the book? Yeah, no Tell spoilers. Tell us if you're excited for the show. We'd love to hear from you. And Beth is in desperate need of someone to geek out about this TV show with. So, yeah, please do get in touch. Otherwise, uh, that's all from us for this week. We will see you again, same time, same place. Same time, same place. Until then... Be a thief. Be a thief. Goodbye. Bye!